Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, welcome to our Rolled Doll series, and we are reading, Peyton. Mm-hmm. What are we reading? Uh-huh. Oh, we're reading uh-huh? Uh, oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yep, and we're on chapter... <laughs> we're reading chapter 14, Willy Won- Mr. Willy Wonka. Mr. Wonka was standing all alone just inside the open gates of the factory, and what was extraordinary... What an extraordinary little man he was. He had a black top hat, his head on his head. He wore a tailcoat of the most beautiful plumored velvet. velvet. Oh, plum, plum. Oh, sorry. No, a black top top hat on his head. He wore a tailcoat made of beautiful plum-colored velvet. His trousers were bottle green. His gloves were pearly white. And in one hand, he carried a fine gold top walking cane. Hey, just like yours from your costume. Covered, covering his chin, there was a small, neat, pointy black beard, a goatee. And his eyes, his eyes were the most marvelously bright. They seemed to be sparkling and twinkling all around you at the same. The whole face, in fact, was alight with fun and laughter. And oh, how clever he looked. He how quick he and sharp of life he was and full of life he was he kept mass making quick jerky little movements from his head cocking this way and that taking everything with those bright little twinkling eyes he was like a squirrel in the quickest of his movements like a quick old clever squirrel from the park suddenly he did a funny little skipping dance in a, in the snow and he spread his arms wide, and he smiled at the five children who were clustered near the gates, and he called out, Welcome, my little friends. Welcome to the factory. His voice was high and fluty. Will you come forward at once, please? He called out, and bring your parents. Show me your golden ticket and give me your name. Who's first? The big fat boy stepped up. I'm Augustus Gloop, he said. Augustus, cried Mr. Wonka, seizing his hand and pumping it up and down with terrific force. My dear boy, how good to see you. Delighted, charmed, overjoyed to have you come with us. And these are your parents. How nice. Come in, come in. That's right. Step through the gates. Mr. Wonka was clearly just as excited as everyone else. My name, said the next child going forward, is Veruca Salt. My dear Veruca, how do you do? What a pleasure this is. You do have an interesting name, don't you? I always thought that a Veruca was a sort of a wart that you get on the sole of your foot. But I must be wrong, mustn't I? How pretty you look in that lovely mink coat. I'm so glad you could come. Dear me, is this going to be such an exciting day? I do hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will. I know you will. Your father, how are you, Mr. Salt and Mrs. Salt? Overjoyed to see you. Yes, the ticket, quite in order. Please go in. The next two children, Violet Beauregard and Mike TV, came forward to have their tickets examined, then have another 
have their arms practically pumped off their shoulders by the energetic Mr. Wonka, and at last of all, the small, nervous voice whispered, Charlie Bucket. Charlie, cried Mr. Wonka, well, 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 so there you are. You're the one who found the ticket only yesterday, aren't you? Yes, yes, I read all about it this morning in this morning's paper. Just in time, my dear boy, I am so glad. I'm so happy for you. And this, your grandfather, delighted to meet you, sir, overjoyed, enraptured, enchanted. All right, excellent. Is everybody in now? Five children. Yes, good. Now, will you please follow me? Our tour is about to begin, but do keep together. Please don't wander off by yourselves. I shouldn't like to lose any of of you at this stage of the proceedings. Oh, dear me, no. Charlie glanced back over his shoulders and saw the great iron entrance gate slowly closing behind him. The crowds on the outside were pushing and shouting. Charlie took a last look at them. Then the gates closed with a clang and all sight of the outside world disappeared. Here we are, cried Mr. Wonka, trotting along the front of the group. Through this big red door, please. That's right. It's nice and warm inside. I have to keep it warm inside because the factory worker because of the factory workers. My workers are used to extremely hot climates. They can't stand the cold. They'd perish if they went outdoors in this weather. They'd freeze to death. But who are these workers? Who are these workers? shouted Augustus Gloop. All in good time, my dear boy, said Mr. Wonka, smiling at Augustus. Be patient. You shall see everything as we go along. Are all of you inside? Good. Would you mind closing the door? Thank you. Charlie Bucket found himself standing standing in a long corridor that stretched away in front of him as he could see the corridor was wide the corridor was so wide that a car could easily have been driven in, along along it the walls were pale pink and the lighting was soft and pleasant how lovely and warm whispered charlie i know what a marvelous smell answered grandpa joe taking a long deep sniff all the most wonderful smells in the world seemed to be mixed up around the smell of roasting coffee and burnt sugar and melting chocolate and mint and violets and crushed hazelnuts and apple blossoms and caramel and lemon peel. And far away in the distance from the heart of the great factory came a muffled roar of energy as though someone monstrous, some monstrous gigantic machine were spinning on its wheels at, and at breakneck speed. Now this, my dear children, said Mr. Wonka, raising his voice above the no noise, this is the main corridor. Will you please hang your coats and hats on these pegs over there and then follow me that way? Good. Everyone ready? Come on in then. Here we go. He trotted off rapidly down the corridor with the trails of his plum-colored velvet coat flapping behind him, and the visitors all hurried after him. It was quite a large party of people. When you come to think of it, there were nine grown-ups, five children, 14 in all, so you can imagine there was a good deal of pushing and shoving as they hustled and bustled down the passage, trying to keep up with the swift little figure in front of them. Come on, cried Mr. Wonka. Get a move on it, please. We'll never get around today if you dawdle like this. Soon he turned right off of the main corridor into another slightly narrowed passage, then he turned left, then left again, then right, then left, then right, then right, then left. The place was like a gigantic rabbit warren with passage, passages leading this way and that in every direction. 
Don't you let go of my hand, Charlie, whispered Grandpa Joe. Notice how all these passages are sloping downward, called out Mr. Wonka. We are now going underground. All of the most important rooms in my factory are deep below the surface. Why is that? Somebody asked. There wouldn't be nearly enough space on top to see the uh, on top, Mr. Willy Wonka answered Mr. Willy Wonka. These rooms are going you are going to see are enormous. They're larger than a football field. No building in the world would be enough would be big enough to house them. But down here underneath the ground, I've got all the space I want. There's no limit. As long as I hollow it out. Mr. Wonka turned right, then left, then he turned right again. The passages were sloping steeper and steeper and steeper downhill. Then Suddenly, Mr. Wonka stopped. In front of him, there was a shiny metal door. The party crowded around. On the door, in large letter, it said, what does that say? The chocolate room. Ooh, they're going to the chocolate room. That'd be so cool, huh? Yeah. So cool.